What's up, y'all? This is John and Wes is finally back with us for another episode of the Nothing Finer podcast. First things first, did you save the Atropians? Yeah, actually. Good, um, good. I waited, there's I waited a secret for... war going on. Anybody that's not in the military, there's a secret war that's been going on for like, I don't know, since the end of World War II where uh, the U.S. have been saving Atropians. Um, it was a long, long, hard fought battle. Um, we ended up winning in the end. Um, I'd like to thank, you know, all, all my leadership, you know, to get me through this battle in these tough times. All the leadership for sleeping in trucks while you slept on the ground? Dude, the first two nights were the worst nights of my life. I wanted to kill myself. Just kidding. I, I'm perfectly okay for anybody out there listening. I don't want to kill myself. Hey, but killing yourself is like, oh, I stubbed my toe in the military. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yeah. No, the worst night I ever had um, was actually our ramp up for deployment. It was the second week of November. It had rained for four days and it was about 30 degrees at Fort Stewart somehow. Um, and I was sleeping in the mud. Mm-hmm. And at Causey, listener of the show, he is in the group chat. Me and Causey cuddled for two nights in a row, sleeping in the mud, um, because it was so cold. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, Made me question all of my life choices. Got to do what you got to do. It's not gay if it's cold. I, yeah. It's, it's facts. facts. But we are here to talk about another fantastic weekend of college football. And as you all know... Georgia got another win in the series against Florida, also known as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And this Saturday started with good games with a noon slate, and that just kept going throughout the night. So I got to ask, I know you got PT in like two hours, but are you still drinking that Bud Light? No, I'm actually, I don't have to be at work till 9 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Oh. Yeah, they gave us a little late call for Halloween. By the way, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, yes. Happy yeah. Halloween. Um, no, I'm just drinking a regular Dr. Pepper now. Ah, um, the barbecue sauce of sodas. Yeah, I've had my fair share of uh, my adult beverages today. All right. I am – I actually finished my ASW, sadly enough. I didn't have time to stop and get a bottle today, which I intended on doing. But I am back on this Buffalo Trace single barrel from the beverage superstore in Grayson. And I'm not going to give you the three-minute ad on Buffalo Trace that Joe Rogan does because I'd rather be drinking this ASW Fiddler, in all honesty. I, there's one. There's a single barrel at the shop at the liquor store. It's about two miles from the house, and that's probably what I'm picking up next. I've never had anything bad from ASW, personally. I, y'all know I got a ton of whiskey. Y'all know I love some whiskey. There's nothing bad. It's all good. And that's even coming from somebody who doesn't like the uh, peated stuff. And they've got some of that. That's pretty good as well. So before we get started, what's up? Beautiful ad read. Beautiful. I make (laughs) it up as I go along. (laughs) But to get started, we're going with one of the, we're going to go with a few noon games. Uh, We got TCU at West Virginia. And... Just going to say it. A lot of people hate on the Big 12. They don't play defense. They're they're more fun to watch. I would rather watch TCU win an offensive battle than watch 
I don't know, Missouri barely beat South Carolina in a 23-10 game, per- personally. Um, I lost both my parlays because of South Carolina, so. I, I refuse to bet on South Carolina. It was Missouri. Look, after Spurrier left, if South Carolina can guarantee you one thing, it's disappointment. Yeah, I'm not even a Carolina fan. But I'm not smart enough to do it, but we need the audio from TikTok right here that says, he don't miss. This guy don't miss. Oh, uh, yeah. Because TCU has hit the over in all but two of their games this season. Um, 41-31 victory over West Virginia. Tennessee can t- – or TCU – I apologize, TCU. You don't wear that ugly-ass orange. TCU continues to have the run and pass going. They had 153 on the ground, 341 in the air. And let's be honest, this game probably would have been closer, but um, West Virginia somehow found the most athletic guys in the country that can't catch a cold. They They have phenomenal wide receivers until it comes to actually catching the ball. They have, I, you know, I wish I could find the stat, but they probably have the most drops of any Power 5 team this year. False. It's awful. False. It's awful. Lad McConkie has the most drops by any team. <laughs> by himself. By himself. We love you, Lad. But tomorrow night, this is on Monday. So when you guys listen to this, it'll be Tuesday, more than likely. Maybe. Depends on when you listen. Yeah, it depends on when you listen. Hell, you can listen in February for all I care. Get us them plays. But I will not be surprised if TCU is ranked over Bama when the playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. They are undefeated. Check one. Two wins over current top 25 teams and four, five total wins against teams that were ranked when they played. TCU has an elite resume, but their defense is is pretty bad, if if we're being honest. Their defense is bad. Hell, Bama's probably going to come out to be number one in the playoff ranking with the way the fucking playoff committee loves Bama. Yeah, but they love Ohio State, too, and Ohio State hasn't lost. Yeah. But shout-out to a previous guest, Adam Spencer. Kansas has not won more than five games since they started. Would they start five and zero, four and one? And he said they would only win one more game the rest of the season. No, he said they wouldn't. He said that they would. He said they'd finish five and seven. Yeah, and they're five and three right now. Oh man! Shout out, Adam. I know you're probably not listening, but I will get that sticker in the mail this week that I told you I would send a month ago. I mean, that is crazy how, like, never knew how much Missouri and Kansas hate each other, but, hey, he was he just picked that out of pity. Or not out of pity, but um, out of pity. Out of hate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's been right. Another he don't miss moment. He don't miss. Next game, um, Ohio State at Penn State. Ooh. Unless you got something else to say. Yeah, not about this game because I'm not going to be – I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was stuck on that Penn State-Ohio State game. Um, and I was watching the TCU-West Virginia game, so you can take off on this one. Um, 
I don't know why we didn't start with this. R.I.P. Coach Dooley. 100%. We, we messed up. Vince Dooley, winning his coach in Georgia football history, passed away at the age of 90 the other day on Stetson Bennett's birthday, belated birthday, Stetson Bennett. Um, but not only was Vince Dooley the – or is the winningest coach in Georgia football history, but he was also the athletic director for many SEC and national championships between multiple programs. Um, and I can guarantee you that he will be missed by everyone in Dog Nation. Yeah. The, I mean, this field's named after him. I was at that game, dedicating the field to Same. him. <laughs> Pretty sure we had this conversation. We – We've, We've been to like five or six of the same games and never actually met in person more than once. It was by accident. Yeah. Didn't even realize yeah. it until you said something. Because <laughs> I remember when we met now. <laughs> but, yeah, no, RIP Coach Julie. Yeah. Going to that Ohio State-Penn State game, Ohio State should have fucking lost. Penn State Penn. lost this game. They Not Ohio State won this game. Yes. Penn State gave that game away. They had so many chances to put Ohio State away, and they didn't. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but <laughs> the Penn State kicker missed two field goals back-to-back. So, kicked the field goal, missed it. There was a false start, I believe, or no, legal formation on the kick. Weird. He missed it, so, you know, they moved it back. False start. Or offsides off on – so, false start on the kick, and then there was an offsides on Ohio State. <laughs> and James Franklin was like, fuck this. We're not kicking another field goal. Went for it on fourth and one. Ended up just getting it. But And they ended up scoring. But, yeah. But they also managed to have five turnovers. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Sean Clifford gave that game away. Um, those – I mean, those – it was a fun game to watch. What are you doing home. over there? It sounds like you're popping bubble wrap. Sorry, I'm playing with one of my kids like fidget toys. I'm very fidgety right now. Sorry, Al. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, that game was fun. Um, I still believe Ohio State's overrated. Um, Facts. Their best win is Notre Dame. Well, I guess you can say Penn State now, but like you said, Penn State gave Ohio State that game. It should not have. Yeah. That's all I have to say. There's a reason that Tennessee jumped up and tied Ohio State this week and had more first-place votes Dude, in the I can't AP remember, poll. I can't remember the last time I've seen a tie. There was one last year. I want to say it was like 12 or something, though. But what, what gets me is – so there's a tie for second, right? There's no third-place team. If you look, Michigan's ranked fourth. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the way they do it in most professional. Like, if 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 you ever watch golf, if there's like two people, two if there's like four people tied from second, it goes first tied for second, seventh. Yeah, and it's confusing. Like, no, they're in third. If everyone else is tied, they're one behind them. Like, I don't get it, but yeah, yeah. And if they got more first place votes, wouldn't you put them above? Like, not even tied? Like that's the AP big. poll goes on a point system, and with those first-place votes, they got the same amount of points as Ohio State. It's okay, because come Tuesday, we all know Tennessee is going to be number one. So, Oh, facts. When the playoff rankings come out. 
And that's just more fuel to the fucking fire for Kirby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you that's going to be all over at practice. But we'll get to that when we get there. Um, if I can convince Wes to do it, we might do a little Instagram live or something after the playoff rankings come out. Yeah, I'm down. Maybe a little short one. But Ohio State won this game. Five no. turnovers. Defense. Penn State. Penn State lost this game. Ohio State got five turnovers. Cool, right? Ohio State gave up 371 passing yards to Sean Clifford. So, granted, Todd Bowles' defense has been better this season. He's answered some questions. But um, how's that going to fare in the playoff when you're going to play one a, a team that can legitimately pass the ball and not have five turnovers in a game? Yeah, speaking of the playoff, I don't know why I just keep going on these random. Speaking of the playoffs, have you seen a lot of the playoff projections? They have Tennessee and Georgia playing in the playoffs. Like, against I, each other. Like, that won't it, be a first-round game. Yes, that's what everyone's projecting, it being a semifinal game. They won't do an SEC semifinal, especially if the teams have already played. No, they care I'm too just, much about TV ratings. I'm just saying, I think it's weird that they have, they have the meeting in the semifinals. I think it's entirely possible that they meet in the playoffs if something crazy happens. I just do not see them playing in the semifinal. No. I, anyway, you can keep going. Sorry. Um, My ADDs. Ole Miss at A&M. And you know what? If Lane, if Lane goes to coach at Auburn, is what it is. I don't think he will because Auburn's boosters have heads so big they can't even fit in their own practice facility. Well – that and their sorority girls aren't as hot as they are at Ole Miss, so. Facts. But Lane Kiffin might have a loss on the season, but, you know, he's undefeated at. Where's that? Trolling. Trolling. <laughs> he's undefeated at trolling. Yeah. His post-game interviews after someone in his Michael Jordan-like mindset of this person didn't wave hard enough so they've spurned me is one of my favorite things in college football. <laughs> If I'm be, like, he said, maybe I can buy borrow a Joker costume from Jimbo Fisher and all this stuff. I love it. I grant if Kirby Smart was saying stuff like that, I'd probably be a little frustrated with him. But as an outside observer, it's hilarious. But that's the thing, too, is like, even if, like, say we were on this, that's just who Lane is. Yeah. That's not, that's not Kirby. So, like, being an Ole Miss fan, like, you expect that from your coach. And for those of y'all that don't understand that reference, uh, Jimbo pretty much called Lane Kiffin a clown and all of Nick Saban's disciples clowns pretty much during the whole offseason little spat they had. But if there's anyone that's a clown and not a good one, if we're being honest, it's Jimbo's offense. <laughs> they are a good clown. They're hilarious. Um, I mean, honestly, their defense has not it has not been great as of late. Um, let's talk about Quinshawn Judkins for a minute. Killing it. Because this kid is going off. Pro tip. If you see a bet where you can get Quinshawn Judkins at least one touchdown and put it in a parlay with at his or over his projected rushing yards. Take it. Take it. It's free money. 
especially last week. Quinchon Judkins had well over 100 yards. His projected was 86. He had was projected for one touchdown. He got, what, three or four? Kids and well, Last week? Yeah, against A&M. Uh, sorry, I was looking. For some reason, I was looking at football for this week. And there's games tomorrow for college football. Um, Tuesday night action. Yeah, sorry. Dude, my ADD is just everywhere right now. <laughs> but we'll keep going with this one. Um, you can, and Once you find that, you can yell at me. A&M fans should honestly be upset that it took this long for Jimbo Fisher to start Connor Wegman. He is the closest thing to a competent passer that they've had all season. And that's with Evan Stewart making ungodly plays. A&M is currently in the middle of their worst losing streak in 17 years and has the potential, potential to extend that to five losses in a row if Florida can win in College Station. Not only is – what's that? Wait, Sean, Judkins only had one touchdown yesterday Saturday. I thought he had three. He had 205 yards. Oh, that's what it is. And one touchdown, yeah. But one-plus touchdown on Quinchon Judkins is the betting line of the year. Take it from someone who has made money on that almost every week. But – the funniest thing for me on Saturday was not Lane Kiffin trolling Jimbo Fisher. It wasn't him talking about high recruits. It was the fact that there was a sideline report mid-game about not firing Jimbo Fisher because it's too expensive. <laughs> Aggies are down bad. They're, they're down bad. What is it, $86 million if you were to get fired this year? Yeah. If they lose to Florida, I expect that oil money to pony up. Hell, I mean, Auburn's pretty good at, you know, firing coaches and getting, you know, buyouts. What's that stat that somebody sent us today? Auburn's paying $54,000 a day in coaching buyouts after firing yeah. Harson. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, by the way, surprise for anybody that didn't know, Harson just got fired today. Yep. Um, so, Harson got fired, and – the University of Auburn boosters are paying over the median American salary every single day to coaches that they fired. Well, Meanwhile, they- UCF is doing pretty well. Um, they beat a ranked Cincinnati team this weekend. And um, Brian Harson's probably going to go back to the Mountain West and either be an offensive coordinator or head coach and win the conference next year. Yeah, $54,900 a day. A day. That is that is well over the median salary in the United States of America. Well, the thing with Auburn is, like, they don't give their coaches chances, man. Harson didn't have a chance when he stepped on campus. No, he's been there two seasons. Season and a half. Yeah, season and a half. Sorry, yeah. Season and a half, like. And they tried to fire him in February. It's, yeah, I don't know. Sucks. I like Auburn being at least decent because this year they're more of a um, detriment to the schedule than a actual rival. Yeah, I actually had a conversation with the Auburn fan earlier. 
And she was talking about how, like, they're going to get Lane or Dion or all these other people. I'm like, no, no, they're not. Auburn has a better chance of getting Hugh Freeze than Lane or Dion. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Now that Hugh Freeze can legally pay players, he'll do well. Yeah. And, like, like I mentioned with Dave, like, the Auburn-Georgia rivalry is my favorite out of our, out of our three, I guess you could say. I mean, if you're counting tech. Um, <sighs> it, it's Y'all my, know my thoughts on tech. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite rivalry. I love this rivalry. It's no fun when Auburn sucks. No, not at all. But now we're going to talk Kentucky at Tennessee. And um, y'all heard me say it last week. I thought Kentucky could put up a little bit of a fight. If you didn't watch the game, spoiler, they did not. Um, Will Levis lost millions of dollars as he tumbled down Rocky Top the other night. Um, he had 98 passing yards, went 16 of 27 with zero touchdowns and three, yes, three interceptions against the, at the time, 130th ranked secondary of the University of Tennessee. And if we're being entirely honest, Kentucky's offensive coordinator should be fired today, right now. It's, it's crazy because who said at the beginning of the season they weren't buying the Kentucky hype? Yeah, that was you. That was you. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I, I bought it more than I should have, and there's probably a little bit of that that just wanted Tennessee to fail, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah, and the whole Will Levis being the number one pick overall. Like, what? Oh, what? I had no confidence in that. But that was – hell, can, can we go be draft analysts? Like, come on, man. I – Kentucky's offensive coordinator was so bad on Saturday that Will Levis probably could have called his own plays and they would have done better. They would have at least scored more than one touchdown. And then missed the extra point. Oh, they got blocked. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I stepped out when, like, they scored, so. Um, no, I got blocked. To just put an emphasis on how bad Kentucky's play calling was the other night, 130th ranked pass defense of Tennessee. And you know what Kentucky decided to do? Run the football 57.5% of the time. Jesus. Sorry. Why? 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 You have an awful pass defense, and you're like, you know what? Let's run it. They're only the 22nd ranked rush defense in the country. Let's just run the ball. I mean, C Rod. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm done hating on Rich Gangarello. I guarantee you he does not have a job come the SEC championship game. Let's put it like that. Especially with Louisville's resurgence. They beat Wake Forest the other day, a ranked Wake Forest. Would not surprise me at all if Louisville beat Kentucky this year. No. Sucks because I want to destroy the the ACC every year, but yeah. And the worst part, well, maybe the worst part, is that Kentucky's game plan on defense – was just as bad as their game plan on offense. Yeah. It it really looked like they thought, mm, you know what? If we just don't cover Jalen Hyatt, he might fall down while he's running wide open. Yeah. Because he had five catches, 138 yards, two touchdowns. Once again, he has 
multiple touchdowns with less than double-digit catches. Yeah. It's absurd. I mean, like I've said multiple times, Tennessee's offense is one-dimensional. Oh, 100%. You shut down the deep ball, you shut down the deep threat, you shut them off, and Kentucky didn't have the talent to do that. And, well. And don't be wrong, it didn't help that DeAndre Square was out most of that game. I don't think it made much of a difference, especially no. when they couldn't do anything on offense. No, not at all. And to be fair, don't let my just absolute disappointment in the Kentucky football team take away from what Tennessee did. They still had to execute. They still had to do their thing to be able to score that many points, but it was still Kentucky scored 11 minutes into the game, had the PAT blocked, and barely crossed the 50-yard line again. Yeah, I mean, um, one, one good thing to come out of this is Tennessee had really cool uniforms. Facts. The all-blacks were clean. The black – I didn't really like them last year when they wore the white helmets, but the black helmets look good. Yeah. To be, to be completely fair to Tennessee, they were able to do something that neither Ole Miss or Mississippi State was able to do, and that stopped Kentucky's run game. So, credit to them where credit is due, but I think a lot of it had to do with Kentucky's game plan. Yeah. And, I mean, three interceptions didn't – definitely didn't no. help. No. Each of those – each interception represents a round that Will Levis dropped in the draft. <laughs> Look, I get it. John – Josh Allen got drafted high, and he did the same thing. But the difference between that is Josh Allen is significantly better. He just didn't have the talent to play with. Yeah. But it is now time to talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party that went Georgia's way 42-20. And depending on when you got the spread, they covered, they met, maybe they fell a little short. Just yeah. depends on when you got it. But some uh, some disappointing but somehow also hilarious news. Britton Cox was dismissed from a second SEC program today. Obviously, the first was the University of Georgia. And Billy Napier didn't really give a specific reason to which Cox was dismissed for. But one has to assume that his awful attitude abundance of trash talk and um, throwing punches and rivalry games has uh, has something to do with that. And I was actually talking to Bobby Burchins about this earlier day because I wanted to get his take on it. I think Brenton Cox just hates Bulldogs because he yeah. threw punches at one while he was one. And then True. he threw punches at one while he played against them. True. So maybe or if he goes to the NFL, there's no Bulldogs in the NFL. Maybe he'll do better. Or maybe, like you mentioned before, he was just, he was a double agent. Maybe like so. In the group. Maybe uh, so. Yeah. No, I love, especially after Georgia plays Florida, because you know, yeah, if you know Brent Cox, all he does is just talk trash on Georgia. Every Correct. social media, mm -hmm. every, every, and then his stats always get pulled up after he plays Georgia. And well, here's his stats after he said they were going to beat the dog shit out of us, pretty much. And um, animal cruelty, and it was going to be beat down. Yep. And 
This man. Yeah, he was like 10th on the team in tackles. He had two tackles, one pass defense, and one QB hurry. And whiffed on multiple tackles. And I think the most hilarious part is obviously none of us like Gary Danielson. Um, but every time Florida's defense did something significant, I think Brenton Cox was the only name that Gary knew on yep. the Florida defense. Because Brenton Cox would be like, you know, chasing down Kenny McIntosh on the far side of the field from the play. And Gary would be like, oh, Brenton Cox made up. Nope, that was someone else. <laughs> it just whatever. I think Gary um, – I don't know if he is going to be with the CBS when they switch over to the Big Ten. I hope so. Just because he just – he's all over the place. He don't know what he's doing. I hope he does. Yeah. No, it would be funny for him to say CJ Stroop. Stroop. He doesn't know anyone's name. <laughs> oh, Never. Or, or just end up calling, talking about Alabama, like, oh, wait, we're not in the SEC no more. Yeah, this Alabama team is the best. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This <laughs> Northwestern team. Bro, he mentioned Alabama. And then the first play when Anthony Richardson was, like, running out of bounds and got hit on the hip, and he's like, oh, that low hit that was late caused the injury. Like, he hit him on the hip. While his foot was still in bounds. Yeah. And that's not what caused the injury because if you look at the way he fell, he fell awkwardly. The hit didn't cause the injury. It was a clean hit. No, it was it was absolutely a clean hit, but obviously uh, Gary must be married to somebody's daughter that makes decisions because if I was as wrong as Gary was in my job, there'd probably be a couple lawsuits against me. I'd have people dead. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the weatherman of Gary Danielson. You get paid for being wrong, and and draft experts. Oh yeah, I think this guy's gonna go here. Dude, it's so easy to make a million dollars. We'll get there. <laughs> you just have to guess. You just have to have a good name and guess. Exactly. But if this game was a novel, right? Let's say this was a four-chapter novel. It's almost like each chapter was or each chapter was an entirely different book. Because <laughs> every quarter just was wildly different than the last it was, a roller coaster. it was a roller coaster that came out to 555 total yards on offense for the university of georgia which is the second highest yardage total in total and rivalry history and this is by far the best game the offensive line has played and that is with Broderick Jones not playing the entire game. Xavier Trust not playing the entire game. And I think even Warren McClendon was replaced at some point in the second half. They rotated quite a bit and still played significantly better than they have at any point in the season. And um, we got to give some love to Kenny Mack because, Ooh. man, this is probably the best game that he has played as a Georgia Bulldog because he looked wild out there. Yeah. There would be two Florida guys on him, and he just ran through them for another five or six yards. Guess who one of those was? Durant that carried him into the end zone. Yeah, it did look like Brenton Cox carried him into the end zone at that one point. It was um, great to see. So, 
might be the last Brenton Cox reference. Maybe not. Um, am I spoiled for thinking that this was slightly disappointing of a game, though? No. Because um, I'm not going to lie. I shit myself in the third quarter. The third quarter is awful. Yeah. Um, no, but I do want to say that you were wrong, and I told you you were going to be wrong, about Anthony Richardson rushing for 31 yards. He only had 19. But – Oh, <laughs> I was very wrong. You're way wrong. But, no, um, I know – I understand where you're coming from. It was a disappointing game. Um, Stetson was horrible. I mean, he had 316 yards, but he also had two interceptions. Granted, one of them wasn't his fault. Correct. One of them, I think, should have been a fumble on Blaylock because Blaylock caught it, and then by the time they got to the ground, he didn't have it. But that then he also threw play. two other passes that should have been intercepted. So, yeah, we'll leave it at three. That that was a weird play, like, in all. Um, it looks like a great pass and a great catch, and then the guy just said, my ball. Yeah. But no, that, that was weird. But, no, like you said, the offensive line played fantastic. You know, Dejon Edwards, 106 yards on 12 carries. McIntosh, 90 yards. Like, even Stet, Stet had two yards. Even Ladd had rushing yards. Like, everybody played lights out. And it, it was a fun game to watch. Um, I'm glad except it's over. Except for the third quarter. Yeah, except for the third quarter. I, I'm glad it's over. Uh-huh. I'm not glad with the amount of injuries we have coming out of this game, though, heading into Tennessee. Correct. That's a game where if if Florida – if they would have been able to hold Florida in the third quarter, they would have been able to pull the starters in the fourth and stay healthier. But – and to me, I think third quarter came down to you got a lot of youth in the defense, right? Yeah. And I think – and don't get me wrong, I am in no way, shape, or form claiming that Florida cheated. I think Anthony Richardson got some pain medicine at halftime because he came out of the half not limping running like yeah. he normally did. And then he got hit a couple more times and it all came back to him. Yeah. But there were some mental mistakes. I think the young guys were looking ahead. Um, Starks got his eyes caught in the backfield a few times, especially on that one big pass play for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I do think that going into next week, they'll have their mind right. Because – Granted, other things can happen, but the season really comes down to this game. Yeah, this wins the East. Yeah, this is the SEC East Championship this week. And granted, both teams other have other both teams have other teams to play, but every other team on the schedule is significantly easier than the team this week. Yeah. There's one thing we can confirm after this game in Jacksonville. Brock Bowers is not human. I don't know what planet yeah. he's from, but it. So, like, if there's two species of alien from the same planet, and there's a smart one, and there's a, I don't know, Superman equivalent. Like, how does he do that physically? You got Elon Musk on the brain side, and then I think Elon started having kids way earlier, and Brock Bowers might be one of his kids. <laughs> 
because there was some sort of teleportation, telekinesis on that tip drill play where he somehow tipped the ball to him like five times while running backwards and <laughs> keeping backwards. his footing. It, it, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a couple cartwheels in there that we were just, the cameras were too slow to see. I, It doesn't make sense. It absolutely does not. But we've got another... We've got another coach that comes out of the Georgia game with a moral victory. <laughs> Old Sunbelt Billy, or as uh, our good friend of the show, Bobby Burchins calls him, Hillbilly. Apparently he's a big moral victory guy. Um, he says the third quarter was a victory and turning point for the program. Now, to be fair, they play well in the third quarter. Still lost by 22 points. If you're counting a 20-point, 20 22-point loss as a moral victory, your program has a lot further to go than everybody thought they did. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers, toes, everything crossed, we get AD back next week because I think a big part of Lad's drops have to do with the fact that he's double-covered a lot. Like that one drop that he had down the seam. I mean, he had two guys in front of him and a guy behind him. And Stetson still threw him the ball. Um, so hopefully we get AD back. Lad will not be double covered. That'll give a lot of conflict on the defensive end for Tennessee. But do you have any other takeaways from this game? No, but – I probably should have done a deeper dive into the Tennessee-Georgia game before the episode because I'm looking at some numbers now that I'll go ahead and throw out. In conference play, are you ready for this? Points four, all right? So, you know, points you've scored. Georgia scored 213, all right, in conference play. Tennessee has scored 174. Points against, obviously, you know, teams that, you know, Georgia is allowed 59. Tennessee's allowed 101 in conference play. The teams are pretty One of much these even, things is not like the other. And these teams are pretty much even that they've played. Granted, Tennessee allowed 49 points to a subpar Alabama team this year in conference play. But, but then like, they also gave up 24 points and 316 passing yards to UT Martin. Yeah, but common opponent, Florida. Huh. 33-38. Anthony Richardson, 453 yards. Like I said, I should have done a deeper dive into the numbers heading into this game. But, yeah, one of these things is not like the other, and it's the Tennessee defense. Huh. Imagine that. What we've kind of all set all season is now deep into the season, it's still the same. It's almost like you can't significantly improve the quality of your players and your depth throughout a college football season. But anyways, you know, I have, I have no more takeaways from the Florida game, except they are, you now spell Florida F-L-L-L-L-O-R-I-D-A. And probably another, I don't know, one or two coming this season, at least. Uh, they play A&M this week. South Carolina, Bandy, and Florida State. At least one, potentially two. Unfortunately, depends on what South Carolina team shows up. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Florida's defense is significantly worse than Missouri's because Missouri actually has a top 30 defense this season. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we'll see. But it's time to get an MVPs. Are you ready with your offensive or should I go first? Yeah, I get my offensive. All right. I mean, it is the God amongst men. I have a 1A and 1B, though. So Go for it. My 1A is Brock Bowers. Like, dude went off. What, 12 catches for 154? Five. Career high yards. Five catches for 154. Five catches for 154. Five. Good God almighty. Average 30.8 yards a catch. His long was 73 on that, that bobble, the bobble play where he caught it like three times. We're, we're going to call that the telekinesis play. Yeah, the telekinesis play. And then no, and then my, my 1B is Dejon Edwards. Dude was a fucking wrecking ball out there. The guy from Colquitt County. 12 carries. First 100-yard rusher of the season. Yep. 12 carries, 106 yards, two touchdowns. And there was a play that's going around on Twitter that Florida fans are really mad about because their starting free safety comes running up to, like, lay him out, try and lay him out, and he just bounces off of him like a fucking pinball. <laughs> and it was like, that's Florida or Georgia's third string running back. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's I really think he's worked his way up into 1A, 1B with, with Kenny. I was like, we don't really have – if you look, we don't have a starter in a second string and third string. We have a rotation of running backs. Granted, the depth chart, you had to put one, two, three. Well, Kirby is known for doing 1A, 1B, 1C kind of thing. Yeah. And I think the only way that Georgia has a starter at running back this season is whoever's in on that first play. That's yeah. the starter. And that's more of what they're trying to do on that play and not necessarily who's better. Yeah. But, no, that, I mean, that's on 1B. Or 1A, Brock Bowers, 1B, Dejon Edwards. All right. Dude had a day. This my defensive MVP may actually be a little bit controversial. And I say that because I've got Javon Bullard. I got I gotta go with him. Play in the star position. He had eight tackles, five of those solo. He had a, one and a half tackles for loss. This dude in coverage was a backpack all day long. Yeah. And the controversy comes, he did have that DUI. There are conflicting reports on what the actual BAC was. But you guys know if a guy is in legitimate legal trouble, Kirby does not play that guy. Hmm. I mean, he's not Tennessee. He doesn't have a felony assault charge, and he's still playing. He's still playing. Yeah, Nick Saban. Yeah. I, there, there's a lot of coaches that do that. But Javon Bullard did have a misdemeanor multiple but if Kirby Smart really if if we had all the details and Kirby Smart was still playing him I would be upset but I, it seems that we don't have all the details a because there hasn't been a court date there hasn't been anything to come out after it and the fact that he's still playing after anyone gets arrested Kirby sits him I mean Kirby sat a line a starting linebacker in the SEC championship game in 2017 because he got arrested for weed yep like, character matters at the University of Georgia and especially in the football program. And I really think that if it was a, an issue that was going to be long-lasting, Javon Bullard would not have played. So, much love to the guy. He fought through adversity, led the team in tackles, was phenomenal in coverage all day. It's got to go to him. And if I had to do a 1B, 
it would be Christopher, the human eraser, the nightmare Smith, because that look, if we can't find a way to get him on the show in pre-draft, I will be highly upset. He's my favorite player on the team. He is the general of the defense. He does everything right. That's my one B, but, um, Defensive MVP definitely goes to Javon Bullard for this game. Yeah. But if anyone didn't get the Nick Saban reference, I'm talking about him still playing Jermaine Burton after video service of him hitting multiple females in the face after the Tennessee game. Multiple. Not just one. I want to say at least three. For sure. There's video evidence of at least two. And then he went on, I want to say it was SEC Nation before a game and said that Jermaine Burton was in anger management and they hired an anger management therapist like the day after the Tennessee game. Yeah. And then in the post game press conference, he was like, he's not in anger management. Whoever told you that lied, but it was him that said that. So I, I don't know. And then they were talking, he talked about, Oh, the players were scared. I was scared. Everybody was scared. No. And I mean, Connor probably said it best. In the Saturday Now South podcast, like, if he was scared, then why the fuck didn't he hit any of the men? Why was he yeah. hitting women in the face that were trying to get out of his way? Yeah. Like, no. There's a reason that Jermaine Burton's not on the University of Georgia football team anymore, and no matter what people tell you, I'm not sure it was all his choice. No. Not, in, not after watching that. But... I think it's going to do it for us on this recap episode. Um, By the time this comes out, we will have picked the winner of the October ASW giveaway. So congratulations to whoever that is. We will post it on social media sometime over the next day or so. Um, You win. Yes, you win the grand prize of bottle of ASW Fiddler, a Fiddler t-shirt, or an ASW t-shirt, and a Fiddler hat, which David posted in the podcast group earlier. Shout out David Booth. They've got some awesome hats they literally just got today of ASW Fiddler, the red and white trucker caps. They're super cool. But on top of all that ASW stuff, you're getting one of our stickers, one of our koozies, and one of our t-shirts. So whoever won that giveaway, congratulations. But we are doing another in November that we will post as soon as we have all of the details. Um, But if you want to get into that one, got to follow our Instagram. It's at nothing.finer.pod. The Twitter is at finerpod. And I'm not sure if we posted the giveaway on Twitter this past month because I honestly don't use Twitter. I don't think Uh, so. I've been slacking on the Twitter. Well, well, you know what? If I got to use Twitter to um, help Wes out some, I will get on that and try to figure it out. But podcast Facebook group is just search Nothing Finer Podcast on Facebook. We are up to 134 members and growing by the day. Share it with your friends. Share the show. We appreciate all the love and support. Rate and review the show. We'll send you a sticker. Um and we've only had one person send me a screenshot of the rate and review of the show. So if you listen and haven't rated and reviewed and sent me a screenshot, you suck. Do better. 
we need the support guys. The, the more people we have, the cooler stuff we can do. Like I've, I've got, I've kind of got some stuff kind of like tentatively lined up for this weekend to get some cool conversations and pictures and stuff like that. But the more people we have follow us, the more exposure we get and the cooler stuff we can do. So we appreciate all the love and support, especially those that have supported us since day one, but we need more. So share it with your friends. Um, Wes, do you have anything else? No. All right, guys. It is Tennessee week. Remember to boycott all Tennessee artists. Don't don't watch the Ovon special. Do not listen to Morgan Wallen. Do not listen to Kenny Chesney. Do not listen to Kelsey Ballerini. If they wear orange, don't pay attention. I don't care if it's Clemson orange. I don't care if it's Florida orange. Any orange, pretty much all year round, but especially this week, we're not doing it. If you see an orange traffic cone on the side of the road and there's no one close to it, run it over. I don't care. But I'm also not paying for your tickets, so don't listen to me. Ooh, there was someone outside trick-or-treating today with a Kamara Tennessee jersey on and that Tennessee hat, and I started throwing up. They don't get candy. I hope they went home with an empty bag. Me too, but I don't think they did. It was some teenager. Oh. They haven't seen success. It's fine. <laughs> but... Always remember, guys, there is nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Biggest third down in Bryce Young's career. You need 10. Play clock at four. From the pocket. Launching downfield. Underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide.